Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line, Thanksgiving week here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're brought to you by BetMGM. Of course, we close out week 11 with the Giants Bucks. We can throw that number up, uh, Michael. We'll get a take on it now. Six and one start for the Bucks. And Tom was terse with the media after that loss to Washington. Remember, six and one start. They've lost two on the road now, New Orleans and Washington. Last time Brady lost three straight, you'd have to go back to 2002. The Bucks have been awesome, so you got a pissed-off Tom. They've been they're 4-0 at home, and they're averaging a little over 40 points per. The number's 11, and the total's 50. Let's get your take on this one. You know, I mean, look, the Giants have played better defensively, but, you know, we say that in context. I mean, the Raiders still had 403 yards against them. They, th- they, they, made three, they, they turned the ball over three times. The Chiefs still had 368 yards against them. They turned it over two times. So I expect Brady to have a good day. Anytime this team has played against good passers, the Rams, remember that was a blowout four weeks ago. That was a bad game four weeks ago. Then they came back. They played Sam Darnold. They were able to win that game. They lose a tough game in Kansas City, and they beat the Raiders because the Raiders really beat themselves. I don't think Brady will beat himself. I actually lean towards Brady having a good day. Gronk looks like he's going to play. This is a hard matchup for the for the for the Giants because they're coming on. They got to play the Eagles next week, uh, and every time they've played against a good passer, I mean a good passer, they've given up a lot of yards. Five fifteen to Dallas. 365 to the Rams, who basically play two quarters. You know, 368 to the Chiefs, 403 to the Raiders. I actually like the I like the Bucks tonight. 
The Bucks six and three. They're three and six ATS. Conversely, the Giants are three and six overall, five and four ATS. It it, it is a, a giant team, at least on offense, that is as healthy as they've been. They're going to get Barkley. It looks like they're going to get Galladay and Tony. They all should be good to go here. So that I guess if we're trying to add up reasons to back the Giants, and I know I joked about it, but that was maybe his best performance. Jones's performance, the debut there and down in Tampa, was was incredible. So Jones, yeah, no doubt, back to a place he's comfortable and, with, and he's got to take advantage of the secondary, right? We know the Bucks have not been themselves defensively because of the injuries. And without Vita Vey in there, they could probably get a little game going. But this team averages under 20 points a game, Patrick. I think they're going to have a hard time. And Todd Bowles' blitz package will give them some trouble. Getting guys back and guys being able to contribute and participate. I mean, Daniel Jones has got to play well tonight, and he's got to protect the football. Those are two things he doesn't typically always do. Protect the football being number one. The it, one thing about Jones, you probably heard this stat floating around. He's 0-7 in primetime. He's already 0-2 in primetime Daniel Jones this year. What's wild is, I, I know this goes back further than the judge tenure, the Giants uh, on the road, their last 27 contests, they're 21-6 and ATS. I know that's weird. It's a weird stat just to throw at you, but they have covered on the road for a little while now. It, it's you, what we do have, and you know Tom better than anybody. You have a frustrated Tom. Well, I think you have a guy who's not comfortable with the players around him. You know, he needs Gronk back. He needs Antonio Brown back. He's got Evans. He's got Godwin. I mean, he'll make all the throws, you know, but he's missing some people. The offensive line is intact and should play healthy against a team that won't really rush. I mean, Patrick Graham will spend more time. He's not going to blitz Brady. He knows that's a recipe for disaster. He's going to play coverage and force Tom to, to try to take some of the be patient with the football and get it into a lot of third downs and then try to make a play on third down. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski optimistic about playing tonight. It always that kind of comfort blanket uh, for Tom. Yeah. Brady. I mean, especially on third down. I mean, and the giants typically, and this is where the giants have been. The giants are good on defense in two areas, right? They're very good on third down because Graham does a lot of different things and makes it hard. And then they're really good on the red zone. They're eighth best team in the red zone. They keep people out of the end zone, which is what they did to the Raiders. The Raiders were one for six in the red zone. So Brady's got to have a really good plan, a comfortable plan in that red zone. If they play well in the red zone tonight, they'll cover. 4-0 straight up, 3-1 and ATS at home. They are headed back after two games on the road and two straight losses. So uh, it's going to be a motivated Bucks team. There's no doubt about that. The um, I teased it a little bit. So... Mullins out at Florida. I, I know this is a little off the beaten path, uh, but uh, we, we were teasing it a little bit yesterday. Officially, Dan Mullen out at Florida, Michael. I wanted to get your response to that. Well, I mean, Carl Johnson said that he was, you know, he, he, that poor better. That, remember he said that the other day about some poor better? And I said, no, it's, the, you know, that poor guy's not going to have a worse time than Dan Mullen. You knew Mullen was out. I mean, this program's falling apart. They're building an $85 million, uh, indoor uh, new football complex, something they were trying to build when McElwain was there. And my question is, to all these jobs, who's, who's getting these jobs? You know, you can only put Lane Kiffin in one place. He's getting every one of them, sounds like. You know, like who's going to get these jobs? Who's a, who's a better coach than what you have? Will Manny Diaz survive at Miami? I don't know, you know, but Florida opens to me is a really good job. Would James Franklin leave Penn State for Florida or does he want USC? Interesting, you know. I mean, I think it's gonna, they're going to have to pull from people that are already in good jobs.
Well, think about the openings. You just mentioned USC, LSU, Washington, a huge job, Florida, a huge job. And with these moving pieces, let's say Matt Campbell leaves, Iowa State could potentially, I mean, there, it's just, a, a, you mentioned Penn State and Franklin potentially on the move. There's so many dominoes waiting to fall here. Yeah, now's the time to do it. If you're Matt Campbell and you, and you, and you to me, if I'm Matt Campbell, I'm going to take the Florida job, even if I have pro aspirations, because the pro aspirations won't go away if I go to Florida. Right. If, I, if I'm Matt Campbell, I'll take the LSU job, even if I have pro ask because they won't go away even if I go there. You know, the job you don't want to take is where it's just a little bit better than the job you currently hold. Florida is not a little bit better. I, I don't understand how Mullen did what he did down in Florida. That job should be much better. It should be Steve Strickland, the D, uh, athletic director there, said it best. This, this should be a team. A, a, a program that competes sustainably on every single level every week. That will be fascinating to watch, but Dan Mullen indeed out at Florida. It, it crumbled quickly because, remember, he won the SEC East last year. His first a few years were very good, but he just – recruiting had been – and I think this is the booster. I think it's the quarterback. <laughs> I, I think he's messed up the quarterback. You know, he recruits the Richardson kid who's one of the – and then he plays the other kid – he never got the quarterback. You, you know, when you can't play two quarterbacks, you build your program around the quarterback. This is who you are. When you get at one of these jobs, I don't care what you do. You build the culture, you fix the quarterback, and you build the both lines. That's what you do. At Florida, you don't have to worry about recruiting skill players. They're gonna, there's enough skill players in that state. You're going to get them all. I, I just think it was really a poorly constructed you – know, his expertise was in quarterbacks. He didn't get quarterback play. It's a little bit like Jimbo Fisher. You know, he's got this quarterback guru attached to it, but they, he never gets a quarterback that plays at a level that you think he's supposed to. Well, speaking of quarterback play, we talked about Taylor Heineke earlier. His numbers are better yeah. than Russell Wilson. So let's talk about Seattle. Arizona and Colt McCoy beat up on Seattle 23-13 to 13 yesterday. Could have been worse with Seattle closing at beat five. Beat up's the right word. Beat up's the right word. They beat him up. I mean, this wasn't as close as the score. If Prater makes the two 30-yard field goals, I think 36 and 38, this isn't even close, right? Mm -mm. And how about your boy Pete? He was bitter. He left the press conference because he was pissed, and then he came back because he's Pete Carroll and he's kind of a happy guy. Uh, but he's, he's just completely Pete's confounded. Gotta Pete's got to be really disappointed, especially considering that what he's counting on to be the strength has been the weakness of his team. He's counting on Russell to be great. You know, he's counting on the offense. You know, his defense has never been to the level that it was at one time. But you've got to feel like he can get that. He's got to get some help from his offense. He can't run the football. He hasn't been able to run the ball, Patrick. I mean, that, this has been a real problem. They can't run it. They can't play any way he wants to play. And he's changed coordinators. And, the, and their offense, you know, it looks bad to me. I mean, it doesn't even look like the same – I mean, he made these changes to get a better offensive coach in there, and yet it's taken a regression. It is. It's wild. And by the way, it's just Seattle, another loss at home. We always talk about home fields, and people repeat the same thing. Not all home fields are, are created equally. Well, Denver and Seattle are both under 500 at home. So just to be they're, clear. They're not good. And, but here, let's be honest here, right? Pete wants to run the ball. He wants to control the game. Right, he hasn't had a hundred-yard rushing game in four weeks. Last time he had it, he lost in overtime to the Steelers, you know, and, and he barely had one against the 49ers. He barely had one against the Vikings. I mean, 
Opening day, that was the best they were. They were they won. They beat the Colts 28-16. You know, they played good defense. They turned the ball. They ran the ball for 140. That was the that was the that was the highlight of the year. But since then, now they go into Washington. Washington's playing really good defense. And Russell, like I said, he's not cooking at the French laundry. He's just not cooking good at all. They are. Th- it's really, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, look at his numbers compared to his career numbers. You know, it's just, he's just not the same guy. And he doesn't seem to have the same, you know, he's, his percentage of interceptions is lower this year. You know, and you could say it was yards per attempt and all those things, but he's not making the plays that he needs to make. Ten touchdown passes in seven games. That ain't Russell. Three and seven overall. They've lost two straight. They're one and four Seattle at home this year at the link. It's you, over. You know, They're I in think a brutal where division you see it, too. though, this is why the quarterback rating system is kind of messed up. Like, QBR, he's a 45.6. He's 30 points less than he was last year. If you just look at his quarterback rating, the QBR thing, that just the quarter, the rate, not the QBR, the rate. He's 101. Last year he was 105. He's nowhere near where he was last year. Nowhere near. Russ ain't cooking, and they're done. Three and seven in that division. See you later. It's over, Patrick. I, the only team they're better than in the NFC by by one through sixteen is the Detroit Lions. That's the only one. Your Detroit Lions, Thank Dan you. Campbell, third and fourteen. What should I call here? Okay, I'll call a run. Well, the, <laughs> the best is then punting. It's like if you're going to run, it's a two-down situation, right? If you're if you're trying to surprise them with a run there on third, then you're going to go for it on fourth. But you know what's good is when you're trying when you're struggling as a franchise, bringing a guy that's going to learn on the job. Always a good way to instill some professionalism. Look forward to it. Speaking of instilling professionalism, next is step into my office. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you want to track those MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, odds, and more? Well, we've got you covered. Got the all-new prop tracker now available. vcin.com. Keep up on the key NFL props. Get current odds, line movement, and trends. Go to vcin.com slash NFL. vcin.com slash NFL. Okay, so it's time for Step Into My Office every Monday. Michael uh, likes to edify some of these coaches. Step into the office. And this is a good theme from Matt Santos today. You take a look at the three games coming up on Thanksgiving. Three games, six coaches. All six coaches lost yesterday. So the theme wow. is step into the office. It's very interesting. Good job, Matt. Uh, and we'll start with Matt Nagy coming in off the loss at home. Now he'll travel and lay three and a half on the road at Detroit. What would you say to Matt? Well, I'd say, Matt, look, I, I think that this don't worry about your job. Matt, don't worry about anything other than this next game. Don't worry about the losing streak. Just do everything in your power to find a way to go play on the road, run the football against Detroit, don't make mistakes. The only way we're going to lose this game is if we turn the ball over. Let Justin Fields play because they're slow on defense and they'll have a hard time handling him if he's healthy. So let's go in there and be very, very careful about what we're trying to get done. Be precise with the football. Run it, run it run it because when we've been pretty good offensively we have had some balance run the football throw it well against cover two and then just play good defense and put pressure on this quarterback and see if they can make any plays this game we're the better team let's act like it okay so matt Nagy leaves his counterpart walks into your office and that is of course uh, excuse me lions head coach dan campbell what do you say to him well, I'd say, Dan, look, I, I think the one thing I admire, your team's played hard, but we got to get better play at quarterback, right? We've got to get better play at quarterback. We can't throw for 77. Oh, we threw for 77 yards, you know, uh, against, against the, you know, the Steelers the week before, right? So we've got to be able to play better. We threw, we've had two weeks in a row where we've thrown for 77 yards. Like, we can't do that. We've got to find a way to get a passing game, especially in Chicago where they have a weakness. If David Bly is the worst quarterback, then let's find somebody else who's better. If Goff can't go, but we can't play, we can't play Tim Boyle. I mean, when in the history of football has a team come off a bye and has thrown for a pass for 77 yards two consecutive weeks in a row? 
and have scored basically 26 points. Like, we got to change. We got to change what we're doing. We got to find a way to throw the football more effectively because we can't win games without throwing the ball. And you could say, well, our defense, well, we've created five turnovers with our defense, right? We've played half decent. Now, we can't stop the run on defense, so expect the Bears to run the ball. But we've got to find a way to have the forward pass be part of our offense, unless you want to go all single wing. Shout to Otto Graham. Hey, and Dan, thank you for stopping by. I'm sure you'll stop by a 7-Eleven and grab a monster on the way home. It's good to have you in town. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's go next here. Rich Bisaccia, he is the Raiders head coach. They lost yesterday. <laughs> what would you say to Rich? Rich, I think, look, it's a, you're in a tough spot. You know, you can't really walk in the offensive room. You can't walk in the defensive room. And you've got to get, we've got to get better in the kicking game. So I think what you've got to be able to do is be more demanding at practice and find a way to get these details cleaned up. Too many penalties, too many stupid mistakes, and let's get rid of the players that can't play. I mean, let's just start benching guys. Like, you don't have to be Mr. Congeniality around here. Like, if you know a guy's a bad player, put him on the bench. Jonathan Abram can't cover anybody. Get him on the bench. He's not going to help us against Dallas. He can't cover anybody. I don't care if he's a first-round pick or not. We're all going to get fired anyway. Doesn't matter that a guy's a first-rounder. Play the best players. Put some fear into the players. Hold them accountable. Take away the excuse that Gruden's not here, that Ruggs isn't here, that, you know, all the Arnett's not here. Take away all the excuses. Start holding the players accountable for their mistakes and demand more from the coaches. His counterpart, Rich Passaccia's, will be, of course, Mike McCarthy coming off the loss in Kansas City. What would you say to Mike? I would say, Mike, look, this is about us. I think in the last two weeks, three weeks, we've lost two games. And really, we lost those two games because it was us. They didn't beat us. We dropped the ball. We were negligent in our preparation. We didn't do the things we needed to do to win. And we've got to protect the quarterback. Let's help out Steele at left tackle. Or unless we get Tyron Smith back, then we go. But let's find a way to have some balance. We can't run the ball 16 times. We're a running team, a big offensive line. That was a 19-9 game. we got to figure out a way to run the football. It can't always be throwing it. We've got to figure out to get some balance in what we're doing. Plus, plus, we have got to. We have got to spend more time on our fundamentals. we got to get in pads. Our pad level's got to get better. We've got to practice harder because we have beaten ourselves two of the last three weeks. It's really about us. We're talented enough to win this whole thing. It's going to come down to how much detail we emphasize in practice, and that's on you. Okay, the nightcap on Thanksgiving is going to be Buffalo, New Orleans. Right now, Buffalo's lane four, four and a half at New Orleans. We'll start with Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. You know, I think we we have lost our identity a little bit on offense. And I know Josh Allen's great. And I know he's he does a lot of things that covers up for the sins in our offensive line. But we are the further away we get from trying to be physical and tough, the softer we're becoming. And when we go to play in these December games, we're going to need mental toughness. And right now we lack some mental toughness. We lack some mental toughness. We need to figure out how we're going to play better in the offensive line. We can't rely on Josh Allen just being Superman and making all the plays. And we can't rely on his arm and his ability to make pass plays all over the field. We've got to get tougher. We've got to be able to do that, and we've got to play from in front. Our defense is better when we can play from in front, not from behind. Bless you. 
and that cologne you're wearing is is made me sneeze, and I apologize, Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Hey, Sean, can you lay off the Davidoff or whatever the hell you're wearing there? Because it's it's bothering my guy. It's getting in his allergies. Okay, next up, and a guy I know you really respect, coming off a loss here, Sean Payton steps into the office. You know, Sean, you got to explain to me why we paid Taysom Hill all this money, and then he said, do not play us today. Now, maybe because he's injured and you just had him up, you know, and if that's the case, why do we have them up? But to me, it seems like for a team we're really tight on the cap, why aren't we? I want to see them play quarterback. I want to see if we have a future quarterback because right now we don't. We know we're not going to sign Winston back next year. We're going to have some cap issues. I mean, let's find out what we have. Let's find out what we have. We can beat Buffalo. We can run the football against Buffalo. We can control time of possession. We can make it hard for them. We'll put pressure on Allen. I mean, Jacksonville beat them on their field. We can beat them on our field. They're not unbeatable, but we've got to execute, and we've got to have more dynamic play from our quarterback position. And it may not be Taysom Hill. I may be completely wrong that he's not good enough, right? But we owe him. We can't have a do-not play. We can't have that. Look, the, the Eagle game was one of those, one of those games where we've lost. The Tennessee game, we lost that game too. We turned the ball over too much at Tennessee. we got to stop beating ourselves. Maybe it's Hill. I don't know, but I think we deserve the chance to see. So there it is, and thank you to all the coaches for participating, hanging out with my guy there, Michael Lombardi, stepping into my office. Those are the – listen, those, these are three pretty interesting matchups coming up on Thanksgiving. We're going to be here live, so we're going to have in-game betting and opportunities for you with, of course, the Lions hosting the Bears. That number's three and a half right now. Does that, does that feel right to you? Neither team has announced a starting quarterback. How about that? That line's three and a half, and if you look at the board, undecided, there's no quarterbacks undecided. in the start. Yep. The undecided, undecided. That, the undecided may be the best quarterback on Detroit. <laughs> that might be the best quarterback that that, on Detroit. That, that ain't cool. That's not, that's not cool. Patrick, they've thrown for 77 yards in two games in a row. Well, it's a running How league, bro. How hard is that to do? Huh? It's a running league. It is a running league. <laughs> it is a running league. We're, we're, we've decided to turn into a running team without Barry Sanders. Oh, the lot in life. Be born in Michigan, they said. Why? Well, what's the point? It's cold. It's ridiculous. Anyway, three and a half there. Las Vegas at Dallas. That number is seven. Everybody's seven with Dallas Lane. Does that feel right? You know, I thought it was going to be, and I don't know what my numbers would have said. I haven't run my numbers, but I, I'm, I'm leaning towards taking Dallas. I mean, I think Dallas will bounce back and play well. I think I think Las Vegas on the road when they have to travel, uh, you know, I don't see it with them. Their offensive line hasn't played very well. Um, Carr look, doesn't look like the same player he did in September. And I think this defense, and I've said it all year on this program, I never bought the Gus Bradley hire. I don't buy all the guys they've drafted, all this talent they supposedly have on defense. I don't see it. Do I think Max Crosby's a good player? Yeah. Is Ndikwe a good player? Yeah, sure. He runs past the quarterback, gets personal fouls on him. Yesterday, personal foul was the most inexcusable thing you could ever see. I would have taken him. See, to me, Basachi loses it. He should have just taken him over to the bench. Like, that was a dumb play. Mm -hmm. But when you're the interim, you don't want to offend anybody. Right. That's what makes it so hard. <laughs> Got to keep it copacetic. Uh Dallas will be involved in every single tease on Thanksgiving. And Buffalo, New Orleans, finally, Michael. Buffalo open four and a half. And we're seeing a couple of four pop up, fours pop up down in New Orleans. We don't have your official number yet, but this, what's your initial take on that four or four and a half? My sense of that is, is I think it's going to be a – I mean, New Orleans has got to make this physical. New Orleans has got to get Kamara back on their two tackles. Yep. 
that's been the problem with New Orleans. No Camaro. They play Philly probably differently. You can continue to lean on that defense until they took on the just the juggernaut that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Unbelievable. The Oklahoma Eagles. The Oklahoma Eagles. Boomer Sooner. Josh is going to join us next. We'll talk a little Monday Night Football here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Remind me to tell you something, too, when you come back. You got it. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Black Friday coming up this Friday, but Black Friday's here early, a limited deal. VSEN Black Friday offer, 99 bucks midseason football special. You get everything we offer, and then we're going to give you free $20 to spend at the VSEN store, which is cool. It's $20 credit. You get the hat, get a T-shirt. It's awesome. Get some Christmas and some holiday presents. VSEN.com slash subscribe vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're going to get Josh in, but quickly, you did want to say something, Michael. What was that? Uh, as bad, here's what I don't understand, and all respect to Emily Mayfield, but here's what I don't understand. And yes, I am very upset that I gave out the Browns as a winner on Chris Russo's show and it didn't cover. So yes, I'm a bitter better here. I didn't bet the game, but I did give it out as one of my plays, and yes, I lost it, so I am very angry. However, how can you watch Tim Boyle? His QBR yesterday came in at, a, at 6.7. Hmm. Baker Mayfield's came in at 8.6. Like, how could you watch that and not go to Case Keenum? How do you not? How did they not go to Case Keenum? Like, let's stop all this. Baker's playing hurt. Baker's got a torn labrum. I get it. I get it. Get him out of there. We win the game by two touchdowns easily. He was bitter, too. He didn't meet with the media after the game. He's upset. Yeah, but Emily says he's in a lot of pain. And Emily says most people wouldn't be able to handle it. And I agree with Emily. Then sit him on the bench. Put him down. Put Case Keenum in there. That's why you're paying him three and a half, four million a year. Let him play. Emily Mayfield, welcome to the party. You are I mean, official. I, I'm a, I don't want him to get hurt. I, I like, I don't want him to get hurt. But, you know, like, seriously. I it, it was a, it was not not necessarily a quarterback performance on either side that you're gonna talk to your kids about in a few years. You know, it was uh, it no, was I mean, pretty disgusting. Let's be fair. Yeah. So seventy seven passing yards the, for the game two weeks in a row is a fireable offense. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's almost impossible. I think I'm the first per, I'm the first person that said it. I don't think anybody's even mentioned it. I'm gonna have to tweet that out. <laughs> there you go. Josh Applebaum joins us now. Josh, a nice little Sunday. Took the Lions under. We that we were just talking about the Lions. And a nice little win uh, Sunday night with the Steelers. Josh, how are you? Patrick, Michael, doing great, great to be with you. And guys, yeah, kind of what we've seen all year kind of held true yesterday once again. You know, dogs and unders. We talk about the NFL being by far the most heavily bet sport overall. We're getting more and more states legalizing. Again, this is kind of the method to the madness. When I see trends like, you know, dogs doing well, unders doing well. Well, is that just... 
an aberration or is there something to it? And I think the fact that you just get so much public betting on the NFL and really the vast majority of the public leans on favorites, home teams, overs, it creates just, you know, in a regular vacuum, an opportunity here to go the other way. So you look at yesterday, wasn't a crazy dog day. It wasn't one of those, you know, 10 and four ATS dog days, but seven and six ATS dogs overall this year. Now 93 and 69 ATS, 57%. But really guys, what we've been hammering home are these road dogs. We kind of talked about it all year long, but you continue to see the lack of home field advantage kind of rear its ugly head. If you've been playing some of these home teams, it's a great sign if you play these road dogs, but road dogs yesterday, six and two ATS. 62 and 35 ATS now on the year, 64%. But really what you guys mentioned, I think this is something that, you know, if you're looking for an edge, you know, and, and kind of when you're betting NFL, you can maybe, you know, break it up. And Michael knows this, like into four game increments, or now we have 17 games. But as we get into the back end of the year, guys, just like you mentioned, Patrick, these windy unders, they go three and one uh, yesterday. You get the Ravens under, you get the uh, Browns, Lions under, you get the Cowboys under late. These windy unders, 10 miles an hour or more, now three and one uh, yesterday, and now uh, 35 and 16 on the year, 69%. So when we get this weather getting worse and gross and, uh, you know, maybe get some rain or obviously wind is the biggest element to affect these totals, that's something to keep an eye out for. So dogs, unders, they continue to cash here for NFL betters this year. Yeah, the unders and dogs, you'd be making a bunch of cash if you just went easy <laughs> that way. Absolutely. Um, anything else you take away? How about all of a sudden in division, you're even money with your Patriots? <laughs> yeah, you love the way if you're a Pats fan like me, the way this team is trending. What was funny is, you know, I was looking at the Patriots game coming up here uh, and I wanted to say they opened like, I think it was like a three point spread look ahead. Now you're all the way to like five and a half, six here against Tennessee. Obviously, Tennessee, I don't know. Uh, congrats to Will Hill. That was a great play he had with the Titans yesterday or sorry, with um, with the Houston Texans. I don't know if anyone expected an outright win. But yeah, Patriots are rising here, guys. And again, you know, uh, as, as my uh, colleague Mike Pritch always talks about, there's something up with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if they're soft or, you know, they've kind of been trending in a great direction here. Now you're starting to get worried. But Patriots, obviously, with these big games coming up against Tennessee and two more against Buffalo, uh, Mac Jones and the Pats, they're making moves, guys. Making moves. And <laughs> next week they're going to host the Patriots. Excuse me. They're going to host the Titans. And it's six right now. That's that, Mike. That's going to be fun, Michael, because the Titans are going to be pissed coming off a loss to Houston at home on the road at the Patriots. Yeah, but I, I think the Titans have been living on – I mean, they've been a little bit of John Bon Jovi lately. They've been living on a prayer. I mean, when you really watch the games that they've won over those really good teams, the Saint, I mean, not the Saints are a great team, but they've kind of – the other team messed it up. And yesterday they played a team that did nothing but not mess it up, right? So I, I think, you know, especially where they are health-wise, I think he's got the bye coming up after this game. Uh, Vrabel's going to really need to get his team healthy. He probably won't have A.J. Brown for this game. So he's not going to have Julio. He's not going to have A.J. Brown. He's not going to have Derrick Henry. That offensive line shows their inability, really, to pass protect. One of the reasons there's so many turnovers, the weather had a lot to do with it as well. But to me, uh, they've got to get healthy. The two games that they've lost to two bad teams, the Jets and the Houston, and we said this on the air yesterday, they lost to the Jets because they didn't have all their players. And that's one of the reasons why we liked – like taking Houston because they didn't have all their players. Yep, absolutely. Okay, Josh, we transition. We close out week 11 tonight. The G-Men at the Bucks. 11 opener, 11 mostly, but I am seeing a couple of 10 and a halfs pop up. 
Yeah, guys, we're seeing some late movement here toward the G-Men. So I think tonight is an opportunity to uh, grab a dog and grab an under, both things that we've been looking at all season long and, of course, yesterday as well. But looking at the Giants, guys, right off the bat at BetMGM, you got 61% of bets here on Tampa Bay saying, hey, they lost two in a row. They're coming back home. They'll get right against the G-Men. But I wouldn't be so quick to lay the points here. I like the Giants getting the points. You know, they open at some shops even like a 12-and-a-half very, very early Quickly got down to 11 half, 11, and now game day. We talk about that game day movement uh, now coming back down to 10 and a half at some shops. So all the systems that we mentioned, on, uh, you know, at the top of this uh, segment here: Road Dog, 64% ATS; Primetime Dog, 69% ATS. Another crazy one: Monday Night Football double-digit dogs. It's pretty rare, but when you're getting double digits on Monday night, 17 and four against the spread, 81% the last decade. You also have a little bonus here. The Giants are coming off a bye. We typically see road favorites off a bye or favorites do better, but getting some of these injured guys back, maybe Galladay, Saquon could be back. I think that's going to benefit here, the G-men. Uh, Craig Rolstad, road ref historically, 59% ATS. And you got some really interesting stuff here, guys, with the quarterbacks. Uh, Tom Brady, believe it or not, 0-11 ATS, his last 11 primetime games. And Daniel Jones, we make fun of him. But as a dog, he's uh, 16 and 12 ATS in his career, 57%. As a road dog, he's 11 and 3 ATS, mm. 79%. So I'm on the points here with the G-men. And I also like the under. Some of these books open 51. Uh, they've been getting down to 50. I'm seeing some books 49 and a half now. Uh, and you look at these windy unders. It's going to be, you know, 65 degrees, nice in Florida, but about 10 to 12 mile an hour of wind. And again, these windy unders, especially if they're in conference, 20 and 11, 65%. I'd be looking at the G-Men and the under tonight, guys. Okay. Have you looked ahead to Thanksgiving, and does anything stand out? We were joking about the fact that the Bears <laughs> are laying three and a half. Nobody knows who's playing quarterback for either team right now. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, we're going to have to wait on this one. I would say just in general, if you're looking for a trend uh, that's been pretty consistent historically, it's tough for a dog better like me, but favorites do very well on Thanksgiving. If you look at the last decade, they're around 56% ATS. One thing that jumped out to me, guys, would be the under in Chicago, Detroit. We don't know who the quarterbacks are going to be, but I think this is one of those lines where, hey, it may, it may not really matter if it's, you know, Goff or Boyle or, you know, uh, Fields or, or Dalton. That total opened 42 and a half, a very low total with Chicago, Detroit. It's down to 41 and a half. Maybe we get another one of those, you know, 17, 13 type games. Seen a lot of under money in Detroit, Patrick. Uh, and hey, you're, you're, uh, you're Lions, man. They're, they're Thanks. covering numbers here. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. No, but very exciting brand of football, Michael, coming up uh, that early game on well, Thanksgiving I mean, as well. You, do you think they'll stop the game when the Lions pass for over 77 yards and give them the game ball as achievement? Do you think they'll stop the game? I'm hoping. I mean, it is a holiday. You think that? I mean, that would be a good like once they go over 77 yards and they've not done it like it may be the third quarter could be fourth quarter. Let's stop the game. Have a presentation. Give Campbell the ball and say, great, you know. Yeah, bring back Eric Kramer, bring back Charlie Batch, bring back Rodney Pete, bring you back know how hard it is? Eric Hipple. Do you know how hard it is to get 77 yards twice in one in, tw in two weeks in a row? Yeah, that's Do you know how, how hard good, that has yeah, to be. And that's how impressive the Lions are. They can they those can, whiteboards, <laughs> those whiteboards in those Lions offensive offices. They must look like John Nash's in a Beautiful Mind. Like yes. you know how he had those boards in <laughs> yeah. his office. I mean, wow. Yeah, well, it's like. We're playing chess while the rest of the league is just playing checkers, one jump at a time. The Lions are just setting yeah, everybody up for the big fall. You, you bet. That's right. Yeah, thank you. I feel good about it. Third and 15, I'm going to play Madden tonight. I'm going to run it on third and 14. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you like the dog in the under tonight, Monday night, right? Yes, sir. Let's go, G-Men. Market Insights.
Betting Across America with Pritch. Thank you, Josh. Talk to you on Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Okay. Can't wait. We come back. I just saw an, I just saw somebody posted an article. The Eagles are looking like a playoff team. We'll have to. Oh. <laughs> Why does that surprise you? Playoffs? They're, a, they're not a playoff team. They're a Super Bowl team. Stop it. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So, again, tonight, Tampa or New York, you just bet 
a, a team scores a touchdown tonight. And if they do, a $10 investment turns into 200 paid for and free bets for new bettors over at BetMGM. You have to use the bonus code VSIN, V-S-I-N 200. So it's VSIN 200. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions as well. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Fly Eagles Fly. They've won three of four. They're five and six. Beat New Orleans yesterday. They've got their week 14 bye coming up. They're all in, they're in division the rest of the way, Michael, outside of the Jets. So I just I was teasing you a little bit. A playoff yeah. team. Playoffs for the Eagles? The playoff. Playoff. My, playoff. They're a Super Bowl contender. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? People have forgotten that against Justin Herbert, against Tom Brady, uh, against Dak Prescott, you know, against Patrick Mahomes, against David Carr, Derek Carr, they've only allowed 28 incompletions. But when they play against some of these bad quarterbacks, they look a lot better. And look, I will say this, and I mean this sincerely, this offense that they're running, the Oklahoma offense, the single wing, where they threw for 137 yards. They've only thrown for over 200 yards one time in the last six weeks, and that was because they fell behind to the Raiders. The, this offense is a little bit like Army. They're hard to play. They're hard to get ready for. And I don't think, and I think it was evidence, because I really respect Dennis Allen and Sean Payton as coaches, and they didn't do a good job yesterday. They weren't able to handle it. And I think it's harder than it looks to prepare for. And I think the Eagles are on to something. You know, that's funny. They Everybody hates Chip Kelly back here in the Philadelphia area. This is the offense Chip Kelly wanted to run. Quarterback driven, run the ball. I mean, if Chip Kelly had his druthers, he would never throw it. Third and six, he'd run it. Third and 14, like Dan Campbell, he'd, th- he'd run it too. You know, and so they're running the ball effectively. And yesterday, between Sanders and Howard, those two players averaged 6.1 yards per carry on 26 carries. It wasn't Hurts that beat him running the ball. He had the one long run for the touchdown, but it was the constant runs of those two players. And give them credit. They're playing behind their strength. Their offensive line is finally healthy. They're running the football effectively, and their defense has been able to play from in front. Yeah, they ran for 242 yards against a very good Saints defense. So uh, it is, it's, it's, if you take a look at the schedule, it's fascinating because it's all division the rest of the way. They're at the Giants, at the Jets. Then they host Washington, host the Giants at Washington, host the Cowboys to clear it out. They've also got a week 14 bye. So they, if, if they want to make the postseason, it's in their hands because they're going to play everybody in division. Yeah, they really are. And, I mean, look, they, they can control it. I mean, I think they've got a good chance if they can p- make you play to their style. Now, what happens if they get behind in the game? What happens? I think that becomes an issue, right? Can they throw it to get themselves out of the trouble? I don't know if they can. But I do think this. I do think that they will be able to throw the football. If they have to run the ball against it, they're going to run it. They're going to have to really do a good job of slowing down, of playing from in front. And, and teams have not yet demonstrated they can slow down this run game. So we haven't touched on it a, a ton, uh, but Pittsburgh finally got an offensive performance. What, they scored 30 points? Uh, 37 yesterday. Lose to the Chargers 41-37, a wild second half. Chargers close six, so the Steelers do cover. What were your takeaways from this matchup? Obviously, the injuries on defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers were or killed them. Well, I mean, look, the, you know, the, the, the Chargers have a hard time closing games out. I mean, 
they get the 27 to 10 lead. They get the punt block. You know, then they throw the interception. I mean, what I don't think people stayed awake for and realized that that uh, that the, the the Steelers ended up being in the lead. They mm-hmm. were 37-34 in the game. Yep. You know, and 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 the Steelers had no one. They you know they have they didn't have their team. You know, they're playing with a bunch of guys in the back end. And look, this is a very talented team offensively. And the way Herbert throws the ball, finds Mike, he finds Mike Williams for the big play in the fourth quarter. They jump off sides. The Steelers jump off sides on that on that field goal, which, you know, people say, well, they missed the field goal. The reason the kid missed the field goal is because he saw that pressure coming from his right, and he wanted to keep the ball away from getting blocked. That's why he shanked it. You know, and I think sometimes, well, you know, they gave away. Uh, that's why that happened. Seven, seven, seven point seven yards per play for the Chargers. Uh, he Herbert, not only did he throw the ball well for three eighty two, but he ran for ninety yards, which led both teams. And then you got good play out of Eckler, good play out of Keenan Allen, who had one hundred and twelve. Uh, you know, Williams. But again, defensively is where they struggle, and they did get Bosa back, who made an impact. Yeah, I mean, look, they they are offensively, you know, defensively, Ben made a couple play- – but Ben was playing on short fields. They scored 27 points. They only had the ball one time in the third quarter. Now, they had it in the third quarter, but they scored in the fourth, right? But in that fourth quarter, they didn't have any drives where they had to move the football. The ball was literally placed in Charger territory, and they had to make a couple plays. They got a break on the pass interference call in the end zone. You know, that looked like it was going to get – that they were going to stop them there. You know, I, I'm still not sold on the Steeler offense yet. I don't know about you, Patrick, but I just don't buy that Ben's going to be able, especially when he gets outside and elements start to change, he's going to be able to handle it. Yeah, and they're, and they're relying a ton on a rookie. Najee Harris, nice kid, um, a great personality, but they're, they're relying a lot on him um, trying to get it done as well. The uh, Matt told me he saw the post-game presser with Derek Carr yesterday, and he looked like it was starting to mount on him, who hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. It's weird with Derek Carr. Super nice guy, super positive person, but people love to crush him. And, uh, you know, I know some in town are calling for Marcus Mariota at this point. There is something that's starting to – obviously, we know what's happened with the Raiders outside, but it does feel like it's spiraling right now for the Raiders. You know, I I mean, there's always something about Carr that you can't put your finger on, right? right? And why does this team, as good as they look offensively, why are they 25th in the National Football League in third-down conversions? Why are they 28th in the National Football League in red zone offense? Why are they 31st in red zone defense? I mean, this is, I think this team has been poorly constructed since the day Gruden got there. I think Gruden knows nothing about how to build a team. Carr was already there. And Carr is one of these guys, when the play breaks down, he doesn't make enough plays. He looks, the reason he's so challenging in terms of, and it is because he looks so good. He looks so good at times, and the ball comes out of his hands, and when he's, when he's throwing in rhythm, it looks incredible. But he's thrown nine picks already this year in 10 games. You know, the pick six against the, 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 the Giants kills him. Doesn't make clutch plays on third down. I mean, for what their offensive line, I think, is a huge miscalculation. They haven't been very good up front. You know, they kicked Leatherwood in. He was supposed to be the right tackle. They got Parker, who's a third-round pick. They're not good in the offensive line. And Jacobs isn't going to get a second contract. You know, they're going to put the wear and tear. We haven't seen – I thought we would get Kenyon Drake back again. We haven't seen him. You know, and so I, I just think, to me, that, that game – you know, that game was a – it's a, it's a, it's a 10-6 game at the half 
And then the Raiders can't do anything with the football. I mean, they only had 13 first downs in the game, Patrick. Incredible. You know, they only had 13 third first downs in the game. You know, and, and they can't – they were one for seven on third down in that game. I, and so yeah. for me, I, I, you know, the, and, and they – and, of course, everybody talks about, well, they're better on defense. Mayock says they're better on defense. The, the, the Bengals had the ball 20, 37 minutes. The Bengals had 159 yards rushing in the game. They, they did whatever they wanted to do. By the way, I do they think – They were 50% on third down. Yeah. Yep. I – Michael, I think we're going to get up to seven and a half on Thanksgiving. Dallas right I now is laying no seven. I think there's no doubt that hook's coming. Yeah, I think the hook's coming. So if you do want to bet Dallas, you may want to bet them early because I'm seeing a bunch of juice added to the seven. So we could be headed through that key number of seven up to seven and a half. That's my assumption. They will have a hard time with Dallas handling this front, you know, and Dallas will, will be able to put too much pressure on them scoring, you know, to make them – if they have to play catch-up against this game, it'll be a hard game. You know, in Dallas, yes, they won't have C.D. Lamb and they won't have Amari Cooper, but they've got enough guys with Gallup and Wilson and some of their other players. They can make play. They just dropped the ball quite a bit yesterday. They did. Their execution was not very good, and the Raiders' execution is not very good at all. I mean, the Raiders are disappointing to me. I mean, in the sense that I was counting on them to be better offensively, and yet the last month of the season, they haven't been very good offensively at all. I mean, they have not. Course, I mean, we'll, they've turned the ball over. They've turned the ball over seven times since the bye week. You know, they've scored 24. They lose to the Giants. They scored 16, 14, and 13 points since, the, since that. And we'll be here live on Thanksgiving for that number, that game, and the other two as well. Okay, just a lean before we get out of here. I'll give you the numbers here. Tampa Bay laying 11 and a 49 and a half, 50 total. I think Tampa wins. I'm going to take the points in the Giants. Take the points. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take, and I think the under is going to be – I think the Giants need the under to come through if they're going to win this, if they're going to keep it close. Are you driving up to grab the turkey today? No, tomorrow. Got tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow's turkey day. <laughs> tomorrow. I'll send you a picture. Don't Thursday's worry. turkey day. Tomorrow is the real turkey day when Michael goes. day. He's going to pick up the bougie turkey. We will On Thursday, we're going to have a picture for all of you of the turkey. Michael, have a great day. Enjoy the football. Thank you. Okay. Odds on coming up next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.